Yo, it's this Jubilee Small Podcast. It's Thursday, 30th of November, 2017. It's the last day of spring, Lauren Clark. Uh, hello, yes, it is Stu Farrell and... Catch you taking a sip of your coffee, did I? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. And it's, uh, for those of you who are not, this is a hyperlocal reference, as mm-hmm. we are quite used to, those of you who live in Queensland, Tasmania, you know, Europe. Peru. <laughs> Who's the other one? Paraguay. Where do we go? Canada, for some reason. We have lots of people listening to us in Canada. Yep. Anyway, uh, hello to all of you. But but there, every now and then in Melbourne slash uh, Greater Victoria, the front page of every available news source mm-hmm. <laughs> says it holds as a weather story as its number one story. And that, yeah. my friends, has Heat been way. happening in a big way. Apparently, we're all going to be blown uh, no, we're not going to be blown. I hope you – I've warned you. Now, Lauren Clark, you laughed at me <laughs> yes. for all those years, right? Yeah. I said, Lauren, yes. build an ark. He said, shut up. I said, Lauren, <laughs> have you started building that ark? He said, don't be an idiot. I know you've got Catholic guilt, but shut up. And I said, Lauren, at the start of this year, in fact, I said, Lauren, build an ark. have you built the ark? Now, yeah. as it turns out, I think yeah, I might be getting a knock on my ark door uh, in the next couple of days because – it appears as though we're going to have the whole of summer's rain this weekend. Yeah. It's Isn't true. it amazing that – well, no, it's true. We're going to have three months' worth in two days or something, aren't we? We might have two days' worth in three months after that, though. I so am... it, it's, it's – the weather patterns are changing. There are no such things as the four defined uh, English as in uh, no, it's European uh, – because, as you know, we, we, we are a six – Season uh, country, according to the uh, locals, mm. and uh, we've just we sort of implanted our four season white man uh, arrangement on them, didn't we? And so, uh, is that right? Yes, I, th- I think Australia is technically a land of six seasons. Um, huh. I mean, this is a very loose interpretation of what I know, so please don't come at me with your. Oh, you should be walking Actual dog facts. on lead. Yeah. Um, I, I just need you to know that uh, we're not uh, strictly the four-season model does not apply strictly or, and or properly to Australia. One so you can look that up. Plays, one mm. of my favourite plays is, uh, I mean, trad plays. Is, the story uh, of O. Shut up. Is... Uh, is now you may forget the name of it, Arcadia by Tom Stoppard. And the idea behind that is that even the idea of natural and nature mm. that uh, European white Europeans have always had mm. is fake. So they get all these people to come and like trim their hedges and they and but then they then they have this idea of the wild woods, but the even the wild woods, the idea of that is is this kind of fantasy version of so, like, what is nature and, and, and like, how much of it is your your projection of your kind of cultural, uh, you know, paternalistic kind of colonialist <laughs> cultural identity onto your environment? Right. And this is a play you like? It's a funny play. Really? It's funny as, man. Oh, I can't imagine how funny No, no, it is. it's completely hilarious. Yeah. I know you can't imagine, but it is no. one of the funniest plays. Anyone who's seen Arcadia... Really? A good version of Arcadia. When, when was will, the first date? When did Arcadia debut? 
When I reckon, oh, it's stop. I'd say maybe seventies. No, actually, it's probably a bit later than that. Let me look it up. Anyway, hmm. it's also got. Um, it's got. It's. It's also. About is it a jab how, at the middle classes, or what? I mean, what, oh, what for is sure. It's all about class, of course, right. because it's. Yeah. Bit, so it's uh, well, it's stop art for a start. Yes. It, uh, hang on. Stop art for a start. Is that supposed? Are you, supposed, are you being <laughs> no, funny? No, it's not supposed to be at like a, a motor car. Or uh, momentum uh, pun. I, I'm not big right. on the momentum puns, actually. I, my, my stop, <laughs> my stop go routines really ended badly in, in, in the early 2000s. Uh, anyway, I'm looking it up now. Um, but it's it's simultaneously about, and these two ideas are linked. The idea mm. of that is linked to the idea of the mathematics of the universe and how you remember oh how Byron's God. daughter is it who uh, Ada Lovelace who. You know, basically invented, um, like. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to you know like, what? like uh, connect with you. Here we go, a 1993 play by Tom Stoppard. Oh, so I reckon I saw it not long after it. You might have seen the you might have seen like the uh, warm ups. What, what are they called? Warm ups in theatre uh, previews. You <laughs> yeah, have, they do. Preview. You might have been at a preview. I did see a version and it was at the MTC and it starred the woman who played Scarlet in... Um, Prisoner. Oh, what is her name? God damn it. And she died of asthma or at least... Died of was, asthma? Yeah. She had an asthma attack. Wow. Uh, that's, I mean, that's got to be one name? of the cruelest ways to go because asthma, as we know, and I am part asthmatic, uh, is... A is you know if you've got Ventolin and if you're not a chronic asthmatic, but all these people with the um, the thunderstorm asthma and I got a warning about it the other day. Like you got if you got your Ventolin with you and stuff, like asthma just seems like a really mm. uh, kicking it. Uh. Scarlet, there was Scarlet in Four Weddings. You know, for in the one in Four Weddings and a Funeral, who's got the one red hair. Oh, uh, yeah, well, hang on, is that the one that was and always like, like muddled up? Well, yeah, yeah, Hugh and she's always uh, like, got her dress sister? on sideways and she's oh, Hugh, like, not late. Hugh Jackman. And... What's, what's his name? Uh, Divine uh, Love Divine's oh. uh, uh, partner. Um, <laughs> Divine Lacey, what was his name? Hugh Grant. Every, every, t- every time we talk about movies, it's like we can't actually talk about Oh. Any film ever without completely embarrassing ourselves. It doesn't matter. We money. are the character of Scarlet in the movie of life. When are it we comes the podcasting Scarlets? <laughs> so, so hang on. So Scarlet is Hugh Grant's sister in Four Weddings and a Funeral. I think so. I think you're right about that, but I can't remember. Let me see. Yeah, and then Charlotte she uh, ends up with the Welsh housemate. Oh, no, I'm getting mixed that's up now right. with Notting Hill. Thunderbolts. Oh, no, no, that's different. His name's not Thunderbolts. <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, it's like Neil or something. Unless he was no, no, you're getting mixed up. Yeah, no. The cousin, there's a cousin. Oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> how, many, how many Hugh Grant movies can we intertwine? <laughs> to I'm come up to with like a Hugh, Hugh Grant melange that uh, oh creates God. what? What? Someone said the melange to you today. The same actor was oh. Marmalade Atkins. I think I already knew this and I've suppressed it, but it's an amazing it's a very fact. seasonal name, isn't it? It's like, it almost sounds like a side at Christmas. Dude, oh, me the Marmalade, Marmalade Atkins, Atkins was an amazing character. Right. When I was a kid, I used to want to be a little bit Marmalade Atkins. She was, uh, she was like I wanted to be a Mars bar. Girl. So, like, we've got so much in common. Uh-uh. <laughs> wow. Anyway, 
Stu, guess what I did for the first time yesterday? Uh, didn't go to the library? Of the season. What? <laughs> didn't go to the library. <laughs> uh, did I go to the library yesterday? I don't think I did. Yeah. Um, I could sense it. There was storm clouds brewing. I yes. played frisbee for the first time in the season. And oh, yes. There is a season? Hang on. When does the season start in Vinny? The season starts basically when the sun comes out. So it okay, so could have started season already. season started but about... Uh, just, go on. Don't know. Don't, don't know. But, this, but just this, the season for me starts <clears> when <throat> I pick up a frisbee for the first time. Oh, that is, oh, rightio. The season starts when I pick up a frisbee. It does. So when does it end? When I stop, <laughs> I'm just saying. Picking for me, up a frisbee or putting it down, right? For me personally, anyway. And how was your first day? Have you got a sore shoulder this morning? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Mm. No, the um, the inside of the elbow. Ah, uh, see, well. that's that. The... See, that's a uh, throwing floor, and you're like, because remember that time we played, and I, oh, I kicked you. This, but this is my secret. Kicked weapon. your butt around Princess Park, uh, which is in Melbourne, Australia. Ah, uh, you say um, you're so lame. You don't remember you're that? So pathetic. Well, well, Nobody's I, believing I frisbeed your brains out because you, you were running around <laughs> dropping wish, things. Buddy. <laughs> you you were dropping things. You're, I think you're a bit nervous too because our first time we frisbeed, but really, it. Uh, you think I was nervous? Well, you, you, you look like a first time frisbeer, to be honest. And it Is was this a the bit time rough. that you were uh-huh. such an old man that you had to stop because you were so broken by something that your back was broken at the time or something? I Do think you you're right. This? Yeah, no, and I was thinking about stop. my old back that hasn't and been sore for to, about three years. And now. you seized up and you said, don't. Touch me, don't talk to me, don't don't move. No, nothing to do with don't frisbee. Don't call the police. That was that was the I tattoo I got after ju- you started working on my I got it on my palm of my hand and I just had to <laughs> hold it up to you. Don't touch anyway. me, don't talk to me, don't call the police. <laughs> it seemed to work a treat. It saved me so many words. <laughs> I could eat and actually uh, sit with you at the same time. So, so stupid. But anyway, mm. it was a joyful thing. It was a joy to behold. And oh, yes. Did you hit? Look, what I like about Frisbee is that you can actually, it's, it, people think it's the daintiest of games, mm. but it's quite often uh, can be the most malicious of games in that oh, yeah. you can Frisbee the head of someone, an unsuspecting oh, yeah. pensioner and or child in a park. And because yeah. it's Frisbee, you can say, sorry, and that's yeah. the end of Frisbee. Whereas if I kicked a footy into some bloke's head or whatever, like yeah. I'm suddenly like this uh, rough nut, you know what I mean? <laughs> you are a bit of a rough nut. But yeah, oh, yes. I uh, I have injured some people though. And it isn't nice to be hit in the head with a frisbee. But no, it well, depends who throws it. That is true. That mm. is true. Anyway, it was a beautiful thing to behold and it will not be happening over the weekend apparently because I'm going to be in your arc. <laughs> Well, no, my arc ain't for sale. That is for sure. Oh, no. Isn't it funny that, you, like, in the event of some sort of survivalist thing happening. Yes, I've got my cans of beans ready. Yep. I've got nothing. Covered bunker. Almost permanently. <laughs> but, like, who would your mate be who you'd be like, I know who I'm going to call slash walk to slash... Like, do you know what I mean? It depends mm. on the nature of the emergency to, to me. All right. Well, say if there's, a, there's legitimately yeah. a spaceship coming. Yes. And it appears aggressive. It's already blown the top of Mount uh, Kosciuszko and uh, it's, it's had a crack at, I don't know, um, Dreamworld and it's, it's on its way south, further south. Mm-hmm. That, to me, I think, more than a storm, which is 
more than likely. More than fire, which is more than likely. Mm. More than rising sea levels, more than likely. That any of those scenarios are all pretty much may happen in my lifetime. If, mm. Well, maybe not the sea levels aren't going to get me, but there could be a storm that takes me out, and, and there, there may be like actually, I reckon heat might be um, our biggest yeah. threat. Uh, TBH. But uh, and we've spoken about this before, so we're, we're not the um, heat specialists, and we don't want to be the heat doomsayers here <laughs> the on this podcast. The heat doomsayers, yeah. <laughs> but I think the most scary, owing to some of the films I've seen over the years, would be an alien invasion. Still, even though the most unlikely, and if an alien invasion was to take place, mm. and I mean this in all sincerity, I would only one. Want yeah. to make sure that my I knew where my housemate was and hopefully was with me, uh, so uh, we could die together and and she could marry again after the alien had passed. And secondly, <laughs> I actually think it would be to be honest, mm. in the event of an alien attack, and this is it without a word of a lie. And I, I have can't thought believe about this, you put any thought into this. Yeah, and I have thought about this before. The best place to be. <laughs> Would actually be in an old pub because you could have a, a beer and, uh, <laughs> you know, just sit there and there's chips and, and nuts and stuff. And then also, <laughs> think about it, yeah. in a lot of the old pubs, they've, they've made a stone, they're strong, and they've got cellars, right? Uh, Most of our homes geez. don't have cellars. Wow. Most uh, other shops don't have cellars, nor have cold beer on tap. So I figure... You, if you are go, hilarious. Well, it's true, though. And they've still got windows, so you can see if the, the machines come in and get you. And then you, you knock your beer off and then run down into the cellar. Wow. Yeah. You are. You have really... You are, have actually thought that through. <laughs> I'm actually... Well, you like, haven't thought at the event of a uh, no. alien attack? Well, a, an aggressive alien attack. I'm hoping they're all like E.T. personally, but I don't think they are. Although he started rotting on us, and then he probably caused... If E.T. had hung around, he may have caused a massive fungal infection, causing uh, <laughs> us all just to die slowly, and the basements of pubs around the country wouldn't have saved us. <laughs> Sometimes we start the podcast with, like, a vague idea of, like, you know... We things might we might think about the but no sometimes I just think God what if oh, I had never know. asked that question what if I never knew that Stu Farrell had already planned out what he was going to do in the event just of in case scenarios Lauren Clark look it's another one of those mornings attack. where we are getting out of here <laughs> we the ah, promise I am uh, quite I I've really what? I'm picturing you in your pub. Having it well, quiet. imagine. I mean, is there anything more sort of uh, disrespectful to aliens if if they're on their way through with their high tech? Uh, oh, it's also uh, it's also an attitude thing. It's also well, yeah, because you can lean that. on the bar. <laughs> See, you lean on the bar and you look at him and you look, you knock your beer off and you slam it down. And say, well, I'm off to the cellar, and it's and it's just like that. <laughs> It's the Australian the sort of, well, it's the safest place to be in the event of an alien attack, except for the rats down there. So you're battling your aversion to rats and that mice is good. Uh, versus aliens. Anyway, that, that could be a Sigourney Weaver film, but for another time, Lauren Clark, how, oh, yes. do, how mm. do the authorities get in charge or get in contact with us mm. just in case they'd like to find out how to avoid an alien attack?
They can find us, Stuart, Stupidly Big. We're stupidlybig.com, Stupidly Big on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, where you can give us a rating and a review. And please, if you have not done that, do uh, go and Could do it for please? us because it makes a big difference And to we us. make an income out of and it. And we make no income whatsoever. I don't know why you I'm trying to create an income. I don't know what income you're the... making out of it. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I make an income out of it. <laughs> really? No, I don't. <laughs> Stuart Farrell, uh, you are d- trying. That's what I'll, I'll give you. You're trying in a good really way, hard. or in a uh, a way that? Well, well, sorry, trying in like you're making an effort, or trying as in you are really trying my patience. No, right. trying as in you're making an effort, and you're a dead set try hard. No, that's not what I mean. I douchebag. Um, I think you say douchebag actually. <laughs> I wasn't going to say douchebag. Douchebag was douche, right. the first time you heard douchebag on Revenge of the Nerds. I that was think douche I would was the first that. time. I don't know. I did, well, as a as a young person, I distinctly remember. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lauren Clark. I distinctly remember yeah. uh, booger um, bring, oh, bringing the first up time. the douche and uh, douchebag. Right. And uh, and I, I still actually to this day I, I don't quite understand what a douchebag is or a douche. I understand. I think I understand the uh, workings of a douche, but the term douchebag has so so become mainstream. It's like what what just before we go, what is yes. like uh, an Australian? Uh, just because we like to keep the content fifty percent Australian on this podcast, all right? Fifty <laughs> percent is that out? <laughs> well, we are regulated uh, <laughs> to have to do that; otherwise, I'll take us off air. Uh, we'll what is the Australian something. version yeah. of douchebag? Something that is technically uh, a little Drongo? bit icky. Well, no, no something that's a little bit icky. icky that has now become sort of in the vernacular. Like if, uh, say, someone on old media, the the locally um, produced, uh, talently challenged local media. Put on uh, had had their morning presenter, afternoon presenter, uh, and he or she was to say douchebag. Mm. No one would ring up going, "This is disgusting." Why are right. you saying douchebag on the radio? What right. is the Australian version of douchebag? Oh, I don't. You know, like know. fart bag, sart, fart sack. Uh, no, not fart sack. <laughs> but thanks for playing. Um, <laughs> He's gone. Uh, I'm not. I don't no, know. But, you know, like a, a Thunderbox. No, a Thunderbox is was it? it it's uh, although the Thunderbox is a, is a unique. No, thing. no, Thunderbox. Um, you wouldn't say that. Would you um, say fart? No, I don't think. I don't know. People can write in and tell us because I do not think that there is one. I don't uh, think so. An Australian equivalent of douchebag, like. Um, Shart? Would shart be it? Dude, you've got to stop saying that word on the podcast. Shart? Have you like had a bet with someone that you can mention it a lot of times and not me not kill you? What are you talking about? It is a perfectly legitimate portmanteau that I... Even if you use a nice French-sounding word around (laughs) the other word, does not mean that the other word is not still (laughs) off limits completely. You know, portmanteau actually means suitcase, I think, from memory, uh, which is an interesting fact in itself. I can't remember. Think you like really boring facts. Yes, a single, <laughs> a single word that mm. is gross, but you can still say it. Yeah, like, apart from like grossness, that's become part of the, the vernacular. So not you know not like chunder. No, um, there are you don't some even things say like oh, yeah. like 
Uh, oh, I, I've always hated. I can yeah. feel it in my waters. Well, that's not too bad. It's not the not same. Too bad, but it's not it's the same. Close. Because yeah. technically, waters could be anything. Yeah, I but think. it doesn't feel like that, does it? It feels like if it, it feels mushy. You it know? feels like. And we're not going to start getting into that whole. Are telling me something. Yeah, exactly. And, and my body fluids are telling me something. Not right now. But um, right. Uh, just so you know, <laughs> as we podcast. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, I mean, there's that, there's that uh, commercial radio trope where, oh, word, you know, give us a ring and words that make you feel icky, you know, so everyone goes, oh, moist. Moist. No, moist. yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not running the moist factory here. No. We need uh, just an actual word that used to be vulgar. Yeah. That is now accepted in polite company. Do you know if what anyone I can think, think of that? Yes. One of those is hmm. that in the Americanization of English uh, language spoken Fanny. in Australia and it's probably in Europe. Right. Um, I think the word asshole spelt without the R, well, spelt double S. Yeah, asshole. Asshole is fine. Once you write it with an R, it's you're a being, little bit uh, body specific. But you're also getting like it's nastier. It's a nastier word. It means it definitely means you are like a really awful person. Whereas just being an asshole, you just pull down in front of someone in traffic. Do you know what I mean? Like there is an actual difference. Yeah, but unless the ass is attached to barge, barge ass. Great Australian uh, comedy series for those who haven't seen it, especially of overseas listeners, is well worth digging up. Well, you don't like Rajas. I'm just saying, if you dig up <laughs> Rajas with no other context right. on uh, in just year Google 20- Rajas 2017, yeah, you uh, are in trouble. You know what this anyway. is like, Lauren? This is like the uh, extras part for the uh, subscribers to the podcast. We should go. We should. Stu Farrell, uh, I will potentially see you tomorrow. We may one day do a mailbag. Who knows? I'm going to do the mailbag tomorrow. 